to God. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, man, what's up with my Bible? Who said that? How dare thee? <laughs> my sword. <laughs> Amen. Maybe it's time to find, find a place. And there are places where you can go get books, read, what is it called? Rebound. Rebound. Yeah, that's the word. Rebound. Never mind. Praise you, Jesus. Let's pray and we'll get into the word. Father, we thank you right now for what's going to happen right now in this place. I'm yielded to you, Holy Spirit. I believe you for the anointing right now. The anointing upon my life to preach and teach your word. The anointing upon these people, their eyes, their ears, to see and hear the word as it's meant to be seen and heard. I believe right now that everyone in this place shall leave here changed. Yes, yes, yes. Glory to Jesus, glory to Jesus, glory to Jesus, glory to Jesus. I don't know if it's just me, but... Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, this morning, we're going to be going in a little bit di different direction. This past week, I think it was Wednesday, I had, was studying, getting my message ready for today. And um, it was ready. Talking about living the blessed life. But then Thursday, I was studying and, uh, another minister and just, you know, I love to hear the word love to be taught the word and as I was listening it was like the Lord quickened my heart and said that's the direction I want you to go in on Sunday I'm sorry I start to cry it's like the anointing is on me so strong right now this is only before God you know with all the death and destruction happening around us hear about people in El Paso being murdered then you hear about last night again another one in Dayton Ohio there's a lot of things happening in this world hallelujah I see all of these things happening now I know why God wanted me to go this direction. I want to ask you a question. Are you tired of life? Just kind of rolling by. Without much happening except for the everyday mundane things of this life. Getting up, going to work, paying bills, and so forth. Are you ready to break free from business as usual? I tell you what, with everything that's in me, God is wanting to do a new thing. When I say a new thing, it's not a new thing in reality, but I believe it's going to be a bigger thing. I believe it's going to be a greater thing. I believe it's going to be a more powerful thing than we've ever experienced before. 
Hallelujah. I tell you, it's time to experience God in a greater way than ever before. Are you ready for that? You know that's reality, right? This is temporary. That is forever. Glory to His name. Glory to His name. Hallelujah. I tell you, it's time for us, the body of Christ, to rise up. How many believe that's true? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. It's time to rise up and be who we're always meant to be and overcome the darkness that's happening all around us and allow the glory of the Lord to shine on us, to shine through us. Amen. Glory to God. How many are ready for that? I'm telling you right now, you're not alone. It goes without saying that this world is growing darker and darker and more and more perverted and evil. But hear me now. I want you to be listening. Even though it may look like the devil's got the upper hand, that will never happen. Not with our God. The Bible says in Romans 6.20 that where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Are you listening? Everybody say much more. See, that's our God. He's the much more God. The bottom line is this. Our entire world is in need of a mighty outpouring of God's Spirit. People everywhere are hungry for something that's real. For something that's deeper. For something that's going to grab their attention. They may not even realize it. But what they need is an undeniable encounter with Almighty God. My friends, there's a stirring in my spirit for a fresh and powerful revival across the world. A mighty move that gets unbelievers' attention and leads them to repentance. And a mighty move of God that sets Christians on fire for His cause, for His purpose. I believe we're moving into a time when God is going to reveal himself in greater and greater and greater ways than ever before. We can read in the time past. Where people were drawn closer to God. As a result of seeing him do something magnificent. Of seeing him move mightily. In fact, how many can remember when God delivered the children of Israel? From the clutches of the Egyptians. The Bible says this. You can go there if you like. Or just look up here. In Exodus. Verse 26. of Exodus 14 verse 26. I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. When all the Israelites had reached the other side. The Lord said to Moses. Raise your hand over the sea again. So they've already gone across the sea. On dry land. Remember Moses stretched forth the, his rod. The sea split. They walked across on dry land. And now they're on the other side. And God's saying to Moses, raise your hand over the sea again. Then the waters will rush back and cover the Egyptians and their chariots and charioteers. 
So as the sun began to rise, Moses raised his hand over the sea and the water rushed back into its usual place. The Egyptians tried to escape, but the Lord swept them into the sea. Then the waters returned and covered all the chariots and charioteers, the entire army of Pharaoh. Of all the Egyptians who had chased the Israelites into the sea, not a single one survived. But the people of Israel had walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground. As the water stood like, up like a wall on both sides. Could you imagine that? Glory to Jesus. That is how the Lord rescued Israel from the hand of the Egyptians that day. And the Israelites saw the bodies of the Egyptians washed up on the seashore. Now notice verse 31. When the people, people of Israel saw the mighty power that the Lord had unleashed against the Egyptians, they were filled with awe. That means reverential fear before Him. And notice, they put their faith in the Lord and in His servant Moses. Why were they filled with reverential fear? And why did they put their faith in the Lord? Because they saw the mighty power of Almighty God in demonstration. Glory to God. And that's exactly what God wants to do today. He wants to manifest Himself and His power to this world. And as one minister said, God occasionally shows a flair for the dramatic. How many know that's true? How does he do this? Because, and why does he do this? Because he wants the world to know that he's real. I said he wants the world to know that he's real. That he's the one true living God. That he cares for them. That he loves them. telling you manifestations of God's greatness and God's power are needed right now more than ever are you hearing As I'm telling you right now the world we live in today desperately needs a mighty outpouring of God's spirit and when people experience this manifestation of the greatness of our God, it will cause them to stand in awe and reverent fear of Him. Another minister of the gospel declared this, reaching the world with the message of Jesus Christ can only be done with extraordinary outpouring of the, of the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. Did you hear that? I agree with that 100%. In other words, it's time for just, it's time for more than just preaching the word. Mark 16, 20 says it this way. And they went out, speaking of the disciples, and preached everywhere. So preaching is needed. But notice that's not the end of this. What should accompany the preaching of the word? The Lord working with them. And confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Friends, the signs and the wonders and the, and the extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God are supposed to accompany the preaching of the word. Amen. Why? 
to show and confirm to those in the world that what we're preaching to them is true. Amen. That our God is real. God wants to show up and demonstrate to the people that He is who we say He is. He's the healer. He's the deliverer. He's the provider. He is God. Woo! God. There is none like Him. There is none like Him. If you study your Bible closely, you will find that God got the attention of unbelievers time and time again through demonstrations of his greatness and I believe he's about to do it again are you hearing what I'm saying but with greater demonstrations of his power than ever before listen to how the psalmist of old wrote of God's greatness in Psalm 66 look up here verses 3 and 4 from the Passion Translation For he's the all-inspiring God, great and glorious in power. We've never seen anything like him. Mighty in miracles, you cause your enemies to tremble. No wonder they all surrender and bow before you. All the earth will bow down to worship. All the earth will sing your glories forever. Hallelujah. Then Psalm 145, also from the Passion Translation, verse 4. Generation after generation will declare more of your greatness and declare more of your glory. For your magnificent splendor and the miracles of your majesty are my constant meditation. Your all-inspiring acts of power have everyone talking. I'm telling people everywhere about your excellent greatness. Can you see how God has always gotten people's attention? How? Through his acts of power and greatness. And what I'm hearing from the Holy Ghost, and I wrote this down, it's not over yet. In fact, manifestations, hear this, manifestations of the greatness of God will increase And become more and more frequent as we draw closer and closer to the appearing of our Lord. Did you hear that? Signs and wonders and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God will be happening with more and more and more frequency. But we can't just sit back and say, Kumbaya, kumbaya, my Lord. Kumbaya can't just sit back and and rest and and, and kind of sit on the sidelines and expect God to do these things. We're Christians. We're children of God. It's time to rise up. It's time to start believing. It's It's time to start becoming who God created us to be. Thank you, Jesus. We've got to be expecting. God is going to show up. We've got to get hungry. 
for a mighty move of God. Not in the sweet by and by, but right now, right here in this place. Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I tell you, we need to get passionate for God. I said we need to get passionate for God. Listen what happened in the early church. It says this in Acts 4, verse 33. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Notice, how are we supposed to testify? How are we supposed to give witness that Jesus is alive? Through signs and wonders. You hearing me? Uh, Acts 5.12 says, And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. Many signs and wonders. And then Acts 5.14, And believers were increasingly added to the Lord. Multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick into the streets, laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Just the shadow! of Peter verse 16 says also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem bringing sick people can you see this in your mind's eye people pouring into the city because they heard about what was happening through the hands of these apostles followers of Jesus people are pouring in and they're carrying people on stretches they're carrying their their, their brothers or their sisters their moms or their dads their children because they're hearing about what's happening in Jerusalem miracles signs and wonders and what was the result of it all multitudes multitudes came to the saving knowledge of Jesus If that's how the early church grew, then my friends, that's how we're supposed to grow. I'm convinced of it. Not because of gimmicks or fads or, or anything else, but because the word is being preached with accompanying signs and wonders. My God's not dead. He's alive. He wants to show up and thrive right here in this place. Right here in our lives. Right here through our lives. Demonstrations of the greatness of our God. Demonstrations of His, of His power. Glory to God. Listen. Churches are not to be social clubs. Churches are supposed to be places where Almighty God shows up and miracles happen. Where Almighty, where, where, where people's lives are forever changed in the presence of God. Are you hearing me? Where, where Christians leave so stirred up and filled with the Holy Ghost that they glow with the glory of God. We should leave from services. People should look at us and say, what's different about you? And we can say it's the glory of God. Hallelujah. We're called to shine with His glory. 
And the Bible talks about in Isaiah, I believe it's Isaiah 60 or Isaiah 61, that the people will be drawn to that. The glory of the Lord that has risen upon you and me. Praise his name. Listen to this. Reese Howes, a, mighty, a minister mighty used by God in the early 1900s said, God reached more people through miracles in my ministry than any of my sermons. Did you hear that? Friends, I'm convinced that one of the main reasons people are not flocking into churches is because they're not seeing the power of God on display. They're not having any God encounters. And it's so sad. So many in the church today have relegated God basically on the junk heap. He's no longer demonstrating his power, his glory. We got the, we got the written Bible, wherever my Bible is. Where is my Bible? Oh, hello, Bible. Mark was talking about getting rid of it, and I was trying to hide it from him. So, Listen, they're not having God encounters. I've had the honor and the privilege of having God encounters in my life. I remember when I was at Canaan Land, I've shared, some of you have heard me say this before, had the opportunity to be in my, in my, my room by myself, praying on my bunk bed, and just having waves of God's glory of God's love just flowing over me, flowing over me, flowing over me. And just recently, I had the opportunity, I was sitting in my office, and I shared this with you as well just recently, sitting in my office, crying. Yeah, I was crying, saying, God, what am I fighting for? Why am I going through all of this? And it was like instantly I got a glimpse into heaven. I mean, think about that. And I saw people shouting and jumping up and down. And then all of a sudden, I saw your faces just coming by me. And God spoke to my heart, this is what you're fighting for. That's a God encounter. Nobody can take it away from me. It changes you. I'm telling you, it changes you. When you have an undeniable encounter with Almighty God, it does something on the inside of you. It stirs something up down here. Amen. We need God encounters in our church services. Not fluffing stuff. Not a bunch of backstroking. Not a bunch of, I'm so sorry for you. No. God wants to show up and demonstrate to those people that he is God and he's not dead he is alive glory to God praise you Jesus we need to have more and more God encounters happening in our lives and in our services amen praise you Jesus you see we need to understand that not only does this world need revival, but the church needs revival. Are you hearing me? The, the, the world needs a mighty move of God, but the church world needs a mighty move of God. Whew. 
I'm telling you, so many believers go to church every Sunday and they're not experiencing supernatural encounters with God. They're not seeing genuine evidence that Jesus is indeed alive. So where are the signs following today? Listen, we must understand that the manifestations of God's all-inspiring, miraculous ability is still the answer for drawing the multitudes. And it's still the answer for stirring believers up to become more fervent and devoted in their walk with God. We cannot allow ourselves to become like so many in the church today who have become content with just showing up to a service, sitting as far in the back row as they possibly can, and basically enduring church instead of enjoying church. Oh, it should never be that way for us. I said it should never be that way for us. And what's so sad is this is not just happening to people in the congregation. This is happening with a lot of preachers this day. They're content with just showing up and going through the motions. But I'm telling you, it's not going to happen in this place. That's not me. I said, that's not me. I said, that's not me. I refuse to come to a church service and not let God be God. I am determined to show up and people see the fire inside of me for Jesus Christ. I am determined to be someone who is passionate and zealous for the things of God. As the Lord was reminding me of something just past week. He said this to my heart again. People will follow after and go for things that they're passionate about. What are you passionate about? Shouldn't this be the number one thing? Jesus Christ. Shouldn't that be everything to us? Oh dear God, I want it to be. In my life and in your life. And I declare it, it is so. I say it is so. I'm not going to follow after man's plans. No, I'm going to be led by the Spirit of God and follow after His plans. I was talking to the Lord back there praying earlier. See, when God's plans take place, that's when you're going to get results. I said, that's when you're going to get results. Glory to God, I expect to get results in our church services. Hallelujah. I I want people to know that I'm in love with Jesus. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. If I come in contact with people I've never met before, I'm asking for holy boldness on my life. Because even though I may not know their name, even though I may not know their situation, God does. How many know that He has the answer for whatever it is they're going through. Amen. He is their answer. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. And if we cannot get a hold of the fact. Of the day and hour we're living in. We need. Um, I want, I'm, glory to God. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Listen to this. 
I'll say it, let me say this, then I'm going to share this. We need revival because the church has fallen asleep. Listen to this by George Whitfield. Mighty, I mean, he was mightily used by God back in the 1700s. He said this, the church is in a deep sleep and nothing but a loud voice can awaken them out of it. Friends, I believe with everything that's in me, if we'll just listen to our hearts this morning, there's a loud voice shouting, wake up, wake up, hunger after me, follow after me, be passionate for me, wake up. Time for us to wake up. Thank you, Jesus. I know it can be sobering. When we look around and we see all the dark and evil things happening all around us. And, in, and unfortunately, instead of people coming back to God, coming back to church, we see people walking away from the church. It's happening all over. We see so many people getting caught up in the ways of the world again. Getting sucked back into things that they had once been delivered from. Set free from. Hear me now. Historically, revivals have been preceded by spiritual decline and services without passion. We're there. We're there. In the church world, we're there. But what does that mean for, the, for us? Those who are waking up. For those of us who are desiring to experience God with all of our hearts. For those of us who are hungry for more of God. Friends, it's time for revival. I said it's time for revival. I said it's time for revival. It's time to arise out of our slumber and be the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's time for miracles and signs and wonders to happen. Glory to God. Not just rarely, but all the time. Praise you, Jesus. I am convinced that this mighty move of God beginning to happen will be the greatest move of God the church has ever seen, the world has ever seen. And because of it, we're going to see people coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ by the truckloads. So let me ask you, are you really hungry for God this morning? Are you really hungry for revival this morning? Are you really desperate for a fresh move of God in your life? Are you ready to experience manifestations of the greatness of our God here in our church services in and through your lives? Are you ready? If so, then you need to cry out and ask him to revive you. We need to make this our prayer this morning. In fact, I'm going to have us pray this right now. Hosea, excuse me, Psalm 85, 6. Praise the Lord. Revive us again, O oh God. Go ahead, say it. I know you will. 
give us a fresh start. Then all your people will taste your joy and gladness. Revive us again, O Lord. Revive us again, O Lord. I say this, say this with me this morning. Set me on fire. So the world can watch me burn. Say this with me. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for more of you, God. I want to experience encounters with you. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for signs and wonders and manifestations of the greatness of your power. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Revival. 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 Don't just leave it here in this church building. You have friends. You have co-workers. You have schoolmates that need Jesus. The time is drawing to a close. The time is so short. And what we're hearing happening in this world is not going to diminish and stop, my friends. And I'm not speaking that in a negative way. But the Bible says these are the last days. We're in the last days. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I want God. I want God more than anything else. I want to wake up on Monday morning and be passionate just like I am right now. I want to wake up on Tuesday morning and be passionate like I am right now. I want to be passionate for Jesus every day that I live upon this earth from this day forward. I don't want people to look at me and say, oh, he's just another one of those preachers. Stand up there and, and says one thing but lives a different way. I will not be, it will not be said of me that I'm a hypocrite. Oh, I make mistakes and I stand before you and humbly. And I, most of the time, or a lot of the time, I share with you some of the mistakes I've made in my life. But I'm going to tell you this much. Through all of those times, I can guarantee you this. My God has always, always, always extended his mercy to my life. My God is faithful to forgive me, to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. My God removes my sins as far from me as the east is from the west. I don't even know if that's the right directions, but you know what I'm saying. And my God chooses not to remember them anymore. Glory to God. I am determined to be someone that is, I don't want to just be known as a preacher that gets excited and shouts a lot. Oh, I'm going to be that way. It is who I is. It is passion. But I want to be a preacher that is used by God to demonstrate his power to this lost and dying world. And it should be the cry of every single one of you in this place. Revival. Revival. You're going to have to get hungry for it. I say that to you all the time. Come hungry. Come expecting Come believing to see the glory of the Lord. It's not me just saying that to you. 
I'm trying to get us on the same page. I'm trying to get us on the same faith train. I'm trying to get us to that place when we come together. Glory to God. The manifestation of God's glory is going to come into this place so strongly that sometimes we're going to just walk in here and just fall straight on our faces. Because we're in the presence of a pure and holy God. And other times we'll come in here and we will lift our voices and shout so loud that people all over the neighborhood around us are going to just, what's going on? And it's going to, ah, yeah, yes, Lord, I see that. Just like it was in Azusa Street. The fire is going to come and rest on this place to where people are going to call the, the fire department because they think this place is on fire. The fire department's going to come rushing in here, and we're going to smile at them and say, what's wrong? What's going on? They said, the place is on fire. Yeah, it is. It's on fire with the Spirit of Almighty God. Oh, glory to God. It's, listen, again, we don't read about these mighty moves of God that have happened in the past and say, oh, that's nice. Did you not hear what I said the Spirit of God is saying to us? It's not done yet. In fact, we should be expecting to see more and greater demonstrations of His glory and power than ever before. And then, wait to see the testimonies. Thank God. A young man up here, so overwhelmed with condemnation and guilt, that he's contemplating suicide. But hallelujah, just one word from God. Just one, one word from God. Just one God encounter. Gone. Now, he gets to go back, stand on his little new pulpit that the devil made for him. The devil didn't even know he did it, but he did. Just built him a pulpit. Now he's going to preach from it. Let me tell you about my God. Let me tell you what he did for me. Hallelujah. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Let's get hungry. Let's have revival in here. I said let's have revival. I don't want it to go back to normal. I'm, I, you, I've always been an excited preacher. I've always been someone that, that I believe you can see the zealousness in me. The desire I have for, 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 for God to be moving. And when I see these kinds of things happening in the world. 20 people go into Walmart. Not in, just going to Walmart. Maybe to get milk. Maybe to get diapers. Just left to go get something from Walmart. 20 people. Their lives snuffed out. Some crazy young person. It's crazy. What are we going to do? Do we, do we start to, to freak out? No, rise up. Time to rise up and be who God has always destined for the body of Christ to be. We are new creations in Christ. There's something different about me, but there's something different about you. It's God on the inside of us. You've got the same God who created this universe. Living on the inside of you. You've got the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead on the inside of you. It's time to tap into the power and let God 
be God through you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Bow your heads quickly. Nobody looking around. Hallelujah. This is a serious time. The days are drawing closer and closer to the return of Jesus Christ. It's time for you to examine your life right now. Because no matter how long you live on this earth, no matter how many more years you have on this earth, what is that in comparison with eternity, with forever? The decision you make right now determines where you go when you leave the earth. Will you go to spend eternity with Jesus Christ? Or will you be separated from Him forever in the pits of hell? It's not God's will for anyone to die and be separated from Him. God has made a way for us to be saved. He sent His very own Son.